Hello. Hello. My name's Demeret. And I'm Sarah. Together, we are the Laser Girls. That we are. Back again. Back again. Nonsense podcast number two. So, <laughs> hopefully less silly than the last one. Yeah. We're um, back to answer the questions that Sarah's written down and put in my Steven Universe hat. So, to, so to recap, some of these questions that we're going to answer are... 3D related and some of them are are not are not just so you can get to know us a little more yeah they're just generalized questions that maybe we could make an interesting conversation out of so hang on tight everyone buckle up (laughs) without further ado let's get started all right am I picking yeah okay because I picked first last time so okay all right interesting okay (laughs) you wrote it (laughs) one strength and one weakness within your personal making process so i guess kind of how you work and what you think your strongest okay kind of attribute is and what might be your achilles heel okay when do you, you work in 3d do you want us to both answer this question i think we should okay so you go first okay sounds good so i guess let's see let me try and be positive about myself for a minute. Yeah, well, you have to give yourself a positive. A positive a, a and positive, a negative. Yeah. Well, not really a negative. Um, Just I don't something th- that maybe makes your life more difficult. Yes. I'm very hard on myself, so I'm always pushing myself. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to hard to find the strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, my biggest strength would be uh, how detail-oriented I am. And sometimes that can bite me in the butt. I know you smile there. Um, But I think I really take a lot of time to be, make sure that everything that is within my project is deliberate. That was a horribly laid out sentence. (laughs) But I I try to be deliberate with all of my decisions. So I, I like to have all of my tiniest details to have some sort of tie-in to what I'm doing or Mm. some sort of connection to the overall piece. Because the whole is important, the sum of the parts is important. I like to be a little dense conceptually. Mm. So even if it doesn't pick up entirely or it's a smaller detail, it's still important to me that it carries some sort of, you know, composition or consistent meaning within the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that a lot. I think I definitely get that from Final Fantasy characters. Yeah. Um, that was like my prime inspiration ever is Tetsuya Nomura's designs. And a lot of the stuff seems kind of arbitrary, but there's a lot that's worked in when you, you know, you, you hear him in interviews talk about like why he, you know, gave this person a certain hairstyle or gave this person a braid or, you know, the little badges on things. It, it, everything carries... A meaning and I, I really like that I really appreciate that um, detail oriented mm. nature so I feel like I kind of adopted that in my practice and it makes me feel really satisfied when I get my final piece and all the details are there and it that feeling of completeness um, I think is I think it elevates my pieces a little bit okay in my opinion. Yeah. Does that sound really conceited? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, so detail, being detail-oriented, I think, okay. is my strength. My number one weakness, 3D from the 3D modeling perspective, is uh-huh. definitely 
my complete lack of uh, like I can't visualize scale. I like can't <laughs> like I can't do it. Yeah, scale. Like, yeah, that's I, like, hard for you. Yeah, I can't. I I have to have a ruler in front of me at all times because I have no sense of scale. Yeah, at all. Like mm-hmm. I I hold out with like my thumb and my pointer finger. You know, like this is an inch, and Demery goes, no, that's like an inch and a half, two inches. Yeah. Um, I have the measuring skills oh, of like we a have, third that's grader. That's why we have rulers. And yeah. calipers. So, but it's definitely... It does the work for you. It's a huge setback, though, in the beginning, because I don't like... I, I can't really start the project until I do some sort of two-scale visualization of it. Yeah. So, six feet that's, to me... That's true. Saying something six feet is absolutely meaningless to me. Yeah. Like, I know that's tall, but yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Um, so, I have to print two-scale blueprints of all my parts before I move forward with them. And that's a lot of extra prep work. Um, but it's something I need to do because I have that much of a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, my biggest weakness. Mm, good. Okay, you want me to go? Yes, I'm actually kind of curious. So I was actually going to do detail-oriented as well for my, I would say, one of my assets. And you're very detail-oriented in a different way than in a different I way but i'm gonna change it because I, I think i want to i want to make do something a little different than okay. what you said um i would say i have and i don't want this to sound conceited because i think a lot of it is luck i'm serious okay but i i feel that i'm at the point with my skill level in both 3d printing and modeling that i haven't been able to meet a challenge that i can't solve so i think i'm good at problem solving and I think I'm good at plan- pre-planning my models mm-hmm. to minimize those problems at this point. You um, definitely, you're definitely a chess master. Yeah, I feel, I feel that, like, and even with the unknowns, like, I try to plan out all the unknowns. I try and get those resolved prior to me starting what I'm doing. Well, what I, what I appreciate I think... about you that, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, you're fine. But what I, what I really admire about how you work specifically is that you can create a thing in the least amount of moves. That's why I use the term chess master. Right. Like, if it takes me five steps to make one thing, yeah. it'll take you two or three to make the right. same thing. Yeah. And that, I think, is, you've got a really strong design intent sense mm. and, uh, you know, well-rounded skill set. Yeah. That no, contributes I, to that. I, I, I agree with I you. I agree with you. Yeah. I think, That's not conceded. It, it's, no. It's obviously, just, like, the way you were, you yeah. know. And I would, it, say it there's, be, yeah. I would say there's a lot of that that is actually luck, too. You know, I didn't know that half the things, I didn't know magnets would work, for example. I was like, let's do magnets. And it just, right. it worked right. beautifully. It worked beautifully. Yeah, I was very you know? skeptical I about was, those magnets. So I was shocked, but I was like, that was my idea, and it worked out really well. And then the same thing with, like, the Princess Mononoke cape. That, like, heavy fabric. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's just sew Velcro onto my shirt. And it worked and really like, well. Like, cool. That's not going to work. And with the mask, too. Yeah. I was like, let's Velcro the mask to the fur. And the fur with the ears should weigh down the mask so it doesn't fall off my face. Like, those were you things. Have a, you have a really strong sense of materials. I'm very, yeah. like, I don't trust the materials sometimes. Yeah. Like, See, I, don't, yeah. I don't fully believe that it's going to work. Yeah, and again, I think some like there's a lot of luck involved, but I like I said I, I haven't met a challenge yet that I haven't resolved in a way that works really well, that actually works really well. 
Like, I've never had a project where I've just said I can't do this mm-hmm. and I've given up on it. I give yeah. up on it for other reasons, but right. not not because I couldn't physically make it happen. So I feel pretty strongly that, you know, no matter what the challenge is, I can I can do it. Which that's that's great. Which that, is I good. think that's a great sense to have. Now, and like that's you know you look back and you're able to yeah. notice that. But now to the negative part that's sort of connected, and this this sort of will refer to work that's a little that requires a little less understanding of that kind of thing mm-hmm. of like materiality and problem solving. I don't think I trust myself creatively at all I don't let myself um, express myself differently in modeling so like I have to plan every step I have to I have to look at concept art and drawings and I have to I have to look at things like reference images and I work off those directly I don't really let myself sit down turn everything off and just go um, right, you, your imagination. I don't, yeah, I don't really let my imagination go anywhere because I don't trust, I don't think I'm that good. Like, I don't think my visual acuity is that great. You know, I don't, I don't believe that I could build a, a unique character that's my own because I don't think I have that, which kind of sucks because when I was a kid, I wanted to draw, I wanted to be a manga artist. And then when I started making characters, I realized that I was just copying other characters. I, like, couldn't come up with an original character design, so... That was sort of early on when I realized that I didn't have that type of talent. I wasn't talented in that area. And that's also why I thought art was really hard for me, too. Because concept- I, ha- I could not come up with good conceptual ideas, in my opinion. And that's something, that's like a, a, a strength in you that I value so much. Because I think your concepts are so good. And the details that you mentioned, that you put into your work, that leads to like a greater conceptual idea. And everything leads to it. That's a skill that I do not possess, in my opinion. Which is why I think making things like cosplay costumes are easier for me because it's basically doing a direct interpretation of something and copying something that already exists. You're more of a replica person. And we've talked about this. And we've I talked have a harder time with the costumes because I want to put my own spin on it. Yeah, and, and I just, with- for me, it's like I, I get enough joy out of being able, of, of the challenge of trying of, to of create. taking something that's two dimensional and turning it into a three dimensional object, but mm-hmm. again, like the same thing with the with the children's playground project I did recently, where I had to take a children's drawing and turn it into a three D model. Yes, I, I I had a little bit of creativity in there, like a like a little tiny bit, but it wasn't really I wasn't really breaking the mold at all with what I was doing. So I don't know. I just I feel like I don't trust myself enough, and that impacts that really does impact my work. A lot of the time I don't let myself you know have any freedom you know so I'm, I'm very rigid in that way interesting well I hope you start to trust yourself a little more because I see and I see imagination in you obviously yeah I mean the only yeah. time I really like recently if I want to give myself an example that the wing on that helmet when I started doing it I, I said you know let me just sit with this for a minute like, don't look at pictures or anything. Just sit and, and like, try and sculpt it out of um, a, a plane. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it didn't look good. And so then what I did was I was like, well, let me just trace. I'll trace the image on in 3D. I'll just try and trace it out. Didn't work. <laughs> so my third thing was like, okay, let me, let me take the tracing I did. And rather than trying to, like, structurally build this thing, let me just, like, go hand sculpt it. I'll give it thickness and I'll just start playing with it like clay. 
And that's that, a very me thing to that's do. That's a very you thing to do. <laughs> I took I took a page out of your book and I said, let me pull a Sarah and let me get this done. And that's the one that I'm using. And that's the one that worked out. See? So You just got to trust yourself a little more. Yeah. So I know I, you can do it. I think trusting myself, which I feel like the first, the positive I said and the negative I said kind of are, are hypocritical, but um, it, in, a, in a slightly different way. Like, I know that I will get there. But I don't know if I trust myself to do it well, throughout it's just, the process. It's a workflow thing, right? Like yeah. you've tr- you have a workflow that's trained for a specific context of working. Yeah. You know, being you know, kind of to you know what you consider your weakness. That's a different way of working. Right. So yeah. you just have to. Maybe that's the next cosplay project for you. An original character. I really want to do an original character. I already have the idea, uh, like an idea for an original character myself. See the bo- but yeah. Maybe that's your next challenge is you just have to flex that muscle a little more. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think you're really imaginative. You do? Oh, yeah. Mm. I think everyone is. Everyone has an imagination. It's just every. It's just finding the right avenue to unlock it in. Mm. You know? I th- you know, it's, it's different for everyone. But you have an imagination, and everyone does, and everyone uses it more often than they think. Mm-hmm. So, don't get too down on yourself, girlfriend. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So, that's my opinion. Okay. Cool. Next question? Moving on. All right, let me pick. All I right, pick that you one. pick. I'm eyeballing this small piece of paper. Funniest? Uh, funniest mo- laser girl moment. Funniest Sorry. laser girl moment. So, last podcast I think I, we talked yeah, about one. I'm pretty sure that's the funniest moment for me. But. So, in a nutshell, it was the first project Emery and I worked on together, and I... We wanted to rip each other's hair out. We wanted out. to rip each other's hair out. We weren't on the same page, and I had applause by Lady Gaga stuck in my head. Oh, it was an earworm God. that ate my brain. You were torturing me with And Emery wanted to murder me brutally, yeah. because I wouldn't stop doing that. Yeah. Um, the anger in my heart, the little, the little fire in my heart yeah. is like fluttering thinking about it. I, hmm, funniest laser girl moment. Hmm. I don't know. I think when we, I think one of some of my favorite, you know, lighter moments between the two of us are when we're in the apartment modeling, working on projects together, mm-hmm. and we put on like, you know, like angsty girl playlist on Spotify or something. It. Yeah. And when we're just those moments listening are to music fun. So we're just and singing jamming and, and yep. all that. Um for us it always starts with the gateway song is always Curse of Curves by uh Cute, Cute is, is what, what we, we aim for. for. Oh, God, that and then so bad. from there it just escalates it's and I'll so be bad. like well, we're like let's, 41. let me give you <laughs> let me give you the worst songs from the early two thousands I can think of that are bad and then it goes from there into good music we, like, we, we eventually we get into some good music we reminisce about put some pearl jam on <laughs> yeah it kind of goes <laughs> it, it out of control it's very quickly it, it keeps the mood light in times of yeah. frustrations with the costumes and mm-hmm. stuff and those are always really fun moments yep i um, agree i think that's i think that's the perfect one so yeah just so everyone knows the way we work is that we have our table in our apartment and we work covered in crap covered all in the crap, time covered in crap and we work across from each other Demery sits and I have a standing desk and that's kind of how we do the thing we have the tv on that table is so precarious it's 
looks like it's gonna break. Well, it, we gotta it, get a it, new table. It, it was a very cheap table. Yeah, it's it's handled itself well. Yeah, but we've gotten our money's worth out of we've, it. We've punched leather on that table. Oh yeah, we've hammered on that table. It's drilled on that table. That table has seen things. Yes, and oh yes, it'll make good firewood when we get rid it of sure it. Sure will. All right, <sighs> next question. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Mm. I'm I'm really interested to hear your answer on this. Okay. Favorite 3D modeling slash printing application. So, like application in terms of, you know, medical use. Okay. Uh, art use. Okay. So. All right. Who wants to go first? Do you know I'll, what you want to say? I know what I want to say. Okay, cool. Um, so... I have always thought, and people couldn't disagree with me, but I have always thought that artists are really the type of people that drive the technology. Like, they're the ones that are always ask the stupid questions about what's possible and what's not possible. Because, first of all, most of them don't have a sense of what is possible. So they go, can I do this crazy thing with the technology? And then people go, no. And then the, then the artist is like, well, then let's... Like, let's, let's make it happen. It. Yeah. How do we make it happen? Because this is what I want. I want this impossible thing to be possible. And then they try and make it happen and they get mm -hmm. the people who can help them make it happen. And that's what really drives change with right. technology. Segwaying off of that, that was some of the best advice I got when I was an art student. When one of our uh, senior studio mm. professor mentors was doing uh, a crit of my work. Yeah. And he was, you know, I was showing him the three prints and I was telling him, you know, I'm having a hard time clearing the wall with my with my peers. Feel like I spend more time talking about the process mm -hmm. than the work itself. Like something's not connecting with people. And I can't really figure out like the direction like a good direction to go mm -hmm. in anymore with the work mm -hmm. to translate, you know, beyond that, you know, context. Beyond the material. Beyond the material and yeah. the process. Because um, my work's not about the process. Right. The process contributes to yeah. that, but it's not the the true conceptual backing. And what he said to me was that, you know, you have this technology, right, that can do things that other processes can't do. Mm -hmm. And you should make the impossible possible. Make things that look impossible. Yeah. And that still sticks with me to this day. Yeah. And it's totally an art thing to do. Yeah, Make it's the totally impossible an art possible. Thing. So and yeah, so I don't know. So it, with that, no, I mean yeah, that that segues pretty well. So with that, there is an artist who I love, um, and sort of inspired a lot of my actually what I ended up working on with my senior thesis in college. His name's Shane Hope, and he is the first artist that has used three D printing in a completely new way. Uh, he was sort of the first one, I think, to actually start doing this. But he he creates intentionally failed prints, 3D prints from, you know, extrusion printers. So like MakerBots, MakerBots FDM, FDM printers, FDM printers um, filament extrusion printers. And he creates these really beautiful, massive paintings with them. And they're they're really stunning to be in front of. Like you and I saw his one of his earlier shows. I mean, I don't know what he's doing now, but you and I saw him when he was sort of becoming, I would say, prolific. In he, the 3D I think world. he had a Guggenheim Fellowship. Yeah, at the time. yeah. So he, he was it. he just got it. So it, it that first show that we saw in Chelsea was really 
was really cool. And, and, and sort of, because, you know, my experience with 3D printing in art up until that point was like things, printing things, you know, printing bottles, printing, like, um, printing frames, which I, I mean, that was a cool project, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't, it, it was, was more, the, it, it was uh, object based. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm like, uh, uh. no, it was, <laughs> it was, it was object based. Yeah. It was more sculptural. It was, it was more sculptural. So it was interesting to see. I mean, I guess a painting you could, I mean, that's, it a, was more of a, pa- it was like, more of a painting. You could say and, it's more of a painting. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole conversation around artists talking about what's sculpture and what's not. Um, and that's a whole that's a other whole beast. other conversation <laughs> so yeah we'll call it for all intents and purposes we'll call it a painting and uh yeah i mean it just it really changed what how 3d printing could work as an as a like as a process to make something different mm-hmm. so i would say that and it's a good way to recycle bad prints i think he kind of stumbled on this really beautiful and it that's interesting too is like a lot of the visual tropes in his paintings had to do with what the technology does. Mm-hmm. It had so it, it incorporated more of what the technology does aside from the physical object that is printed. Right. It's about how the printer works, what it does, and when it breaks. What happens when it breaks? So I thought that was uh, that was a really interesting. And then there's that whole you know process and conceptual backing. Yeah, I mean that's the, like that's the, the conceptual thing. backing and he yeah. made these beautiful pieces that made that looked like like microorganisms and yes. crazy really cool biological things, you know. So it was it was all about technology and biology and mm-hmm. uh, it was really good stuff. Yeah. So that that's I don't even remember the question anymore. Oh, application, art. Yeah, art. Art is my yeah. f- by far my favorite application in 3D printing because I've seen things that I didn't know were, was possible with the technology. And I always get told that constantly. People look at the stuff that we have at my work, the stuff that our, our uh, fellow colleagues make, mm-hmm. and they're like, I didn't know you could do this with 3D printing. And then they're right. amazed by it. That's, yeah, and that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I love that I'm, I'm at the forefront of that which is great so cool i love that um i guess for me just personally Mm -hmm. i mean i love what's going on in medical yeah oh yeah Um, i mean that's i mean i could i could i could talk for days about medical. that's life-saving stuff that's happening with 3d and i could go on forever about medical but personal passion project me yeah is uh is fashion yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about making the impossible possible. Uh, people like Iris Van Herpen, mm-hmm. uh, Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. Did the 3D printed suits. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just that. I'm a, I'm a character design girl. I, I yeah. love that. I love bringing. I love the idea of just like bringing these weird, fantastical things into the physical world. And 3D printing with wearables is is where it's at for me. It's just like a whole new, it's a whole new scale. It's a whole new way to like interact with things and to feel about yourself when you wear them. Mm. Um, and I'm lucky that I'm able to do the 3D printed cosplays with you because to, to you know, kind of elevate that process from what, you know, I used to do closet <laughs> cosplays. Yeah. But to kind of take this, you know take well, it to a new it's level like apl- it's like applied fashion yeah it's like what you're doing it just it takes it to a new level and i really feel like i'm stepping into a new world when i put that stuff on yeah no, it's and, good. you know 
people make incredible things with foam yeah and wood and pvc Mm -hmm. and those are things i can't do um but i and i bet when but when i put on that 3d printed stuff it just like i feel like i could take over the world Hmm. and that's awesome that's i don't know i i would love to be able to bring that to other people yeah i agree through fashion Hmm. i think it's a really powerful thing that's awesome so so good answers and i really want to try and make something out of warbler though just as a side note (laughs) um i watch a lot of videos about cosplay and things and Mm. that's totally something i want to try to do one day as well um Um, so yeah uh two more questions two more questions okay let's do it gotta get some of that black warbler Black warbler. Well, what's the difference between black warbler and brown warbler? Uh, it's easier to paint the black stuff because it's already black. It's oh, got it, got it. You know, you don't have to prime it All as, right. as significantly. So, one female character you love and why, and can't and read my hat. Right oh, and and why? And why? Dislike? Oh, oh, okay. I <laughs> you don't know what that? Okay, fudge this question yeah. a little bit. It was a heart. Okay. No, that's a heart. That's a heart. What's this dislike? Okay, I'll read the question. Okay. So, name one female character you love and why. Okay. And then one female character I you dislike, dislike and, and why. why. Oh, 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 do I have one? So, this is something very close to our hearts. Um, yeah, so love, uh, one. Yeah, one is going to be hard for you. One's going to be hard. I mean, one's going to be easy for me. One is going to be easy for you? Yeah, come on. You know oh, what's gonna be. I know. Um, it's my wifey. No, you're. Oh, I. Yeah, that's my obvious. wifey. Um, all right. Favorite female. Do you character. want me to go first? You go first because I want to think about it. For okay. A so obviously, Lightning Farron. <laughs> Duh. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't get out of my brain ever when I saw that first trailer of her like kicking everyone's ass on the train in 2007 for the 13 teaser. Um. They, they, like, totally messed her messed her up with that story. That story just, like, pummeled her down. But she's she's so cool to me. She's, like, my... She's my wife. I love her so much. I think she's got a unique look. She, she looks a little... I feel like she's obviously within the Final Fantasy aesthetic. But to me, she's she's got, like, this kind of fresher look to me. I can't, I feel like that, I can't think of like another word to say, but she's got like a fresher look and I love that like she's kind of been a spokesmodel, like she's a supermodel, like she modeled for Louis Vuitton and Gucci and she's, you know, like doing acrobatics in those ads and Mm. things. I don't know. It's just like, she's just got a, she's got like an X factor to her that they really didn't take advantage of in any of those stories. Um, okay. which kind of sucks, but I I could go on forever about her, but she's my favorite. All right, fair enough. Characters well, that I dislike. Well, let me let let me do my like, and then we'll both oh, do yeah. our dislikes. Maybe we might have the same one. We never know. Uh, we might. Then we might. Um. So my favorite. I mean, a favorite. Sorry, not my favorite because I have many favorites. Yeah, but a obviously. favorite that I do like a lot uh, is um Ripley. From, from Alien. From Alien. Um, she is near and dear to my heart. and She's your wife. When I... So I'll tell you kind of the story. I... When I... Growing up, I... Um, 
pretty much watched predominantly like I watched content that was pretty much made for boys. Um, I watched Zoids, Transformers, um, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Oh. A lot of anime that was oriented for the male audience. The AWOD household was shown in anime yeah. to the, to the so max. So Naruto. Yep. Like, I, I was reading and watching things that were pretty much targeted for boys, which meant, and I hate to say it, but a lot of the stuff I loved had no female characters. Or if they had them, they had very little roles. So I never looked up to them. I always thought the boys were cooler than the girls growing up. And mm. it's kind of a stereotypical thing, but it was true. I never thought about well, female characters. Well, that's what's characters. being fed to you. Yeah, I never thought about female characters. And um, it wasn't... I mean, I saw Alien way too young. My dad thought for some reason that it was okay to show it to me when I was when I was like 13 years old. Scared the crap out of me. But I would say Sigourney Weaver's character in that film was the first female character that I thought, you know, was independent and driven with her own ideas. And, you know, she thought she was right and she stuck with her she you know she stuck with her character and who she was and i didn't i never saw a character like that before and she hmm. she survived and that was huge um for me anyway she's the last man standing with her cat the last woman standing the last woman standing and so she was really powerful and she was really impressionable on me as a as a young woman it sort of that was the first character that really taught me that it was okay to be a non-stereotypically gendered woman hmm. like girl like i was allowed like sigourney weaver's character she's not overtly fem- feminine and she's not she's also not overtly masculine either yeah. i think she she sort of plays with the androgyny a little bit even though she looked extremely feminine in the film she i mean she was a she was like a, a thin woman but I don't know. There was just something about her demeanor that was very non-gendered to me. And that, like, I really identified with her because I sort of felt like I was a tomboy growing up. I didn't really feel like I fit in with a lot of the girls that I hung out with and not a lot, not with a lot of the guys. So it was, I was sort of, you know, that, that was why she was so important to me. So she was, like, the first one. She broke, she broke some barriers for you. Yeah, she made me realize that, you know, and I, and I, I want, you know, she made me realize that there were, there were other people like that, that I could look up to, that were cool, right. you know, so, didn't make me feel bad about myself. Right. So yeah, that's, cool. that's my person. Very cool. You want to talk about people we dislike, characters we, one female character we dislike? Yes. And this, I think, you know, I, I think especially for both of us is more of like, you know, representation and, okay. you know. Like, so, what is it? For me? Oh, it's Anna and Elsa Damn from it! Frozen. You took mine. Oh my God. So it's I totally to pick, Anna I have to and pick, Elsa from I have Frozen. I to pick another one then. I'm going to pick another one because I can do it. I mean, I can totally what was more kind of upsetting for me yeah. was that a lot of people thought they were strong female characters and like, this is the Disney breakthrough yeah. for strong women. Yeah. That was, to me, very problematic. Because I didn't see anything how, strong uh, about them. Sorry. How, how sorry, can not you, sorry. So, El- Elsa's a coward, right? Who hides from who she is. And Anna basically gets tricked into falling in love with someone she met for like two minutes. Like... I didn't find she knew I didn't for two see minutes. anything like like what's the word The only thing that I think makes them 
makes people think that they were strong independent characters was because there were there weren't many male characters that the, the movie centered on there was the snowman and the reindeer and that guy olaf right not olaf what's the guy's name i don't remember doesn't not matter Sven. that's the that's the See, reindeer. i don't remember i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> the but blonde guy the blonde guy <laughs> but that's the thing Thor. is, is it... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's centered on two women, and that's what made this movie groundbreaking for some reason. Even though we have Mulan, and we have Pocahontas. Who who, I think were far more interesting. Who were far more interesting and independent than those two girls ever could be. But it was, they were also younger. I feel like Pocahontas and Mulan were older characters. But this mm. was our first time having, like, young girls, I would say, that are... I don't know. It just... To me, it just really missed the mark. It was bad. It and was really bad. It was... I... I didn't see it. Yeah. I don't know. When... Yeah. We're also big Steven Universe fans, and, like, you want to talk about representing... Yeah. ...diversity and love and, yep. you know, vulnerability Any, and bravery anyone listening and... anyone listening to this podcast that has young children and you're trying to figure out what things to expose them to uh if you're being very controlled about that please show them steven universe you can show them disney films and stuff but please show them steven universe and and even miyazaki films mm-hmm. but what's great about steven universe is it teaches young girls and young boys whoever whoever how to be a decent human being and how to treat everyone how to love equally people. and how to love people and there's no gender dynamics that are that can cause a problem later in life right they they don't put anyone in a box yeah which is great it's very real it's very like how yeah. it's very how real people are essentially like i guess our thing with the whole anna elsa thing is that there was an opportunity that was missed Mm -hmm. and the result was kind of watered down and the songs were lame (laughs) i'm sorry the movie was bad let's just let's just let's just wrap up and say the movie was bad the songs were bad i think for for what we would like to see more of in media anna and elsa were more of a step backwards than yeah, a step they really forward. Were. They really were. It was a missed opportunity. It was a missed opinion. opportunity that was, yeah, a step backward yeah. and not a step forward. Yeah. In our opinion. Yeah, in, my, in our opinion. Now, I'll mention a female character I dislike. Um, I dislike... I would say I dis... I, and this, it's, again, it's another... I wanted, I wanted to come up with a character that wasn't a Disney movie character... Because honestly, all the female characters I dislike are Disney film movie characters. Interesting. I really dislike Ariel from the moment. Oh my god. She is one of the worst female characters. I've Ooh. half of the movie she doesn't speak. And that is a plot. That is that is a actual plot of the film is that she gets her voice taken away in order to be with a man, and she doesn't speak for half the film because the people who made the film were like, God, she's so annoying. Let's just shut her up. I didn't think she was that annoying. I don't know. She has don't a whole. That much. She has a whole song dedicated to shiny shit, to talking about <laughs> shiny things. That's that's the whole part. She's like, I love the spoon and this fork. How cool is it? Look at this helmet. Well, it's like you know what might be like. So I I, I get that, but I think so annoying. But you know what might be worse in that movie? Mm. The portrayal of the French chef. 
Well, okay, okay. I didn't want to get I didn't want to get political here with stereo like cultural stereotypes. But that is the epitome. No, you that one's the really bad. The French. That <laughs> one's really bad, and you know, there, there. Disney has done worse, if you can believe it. You know, if you haven't seen Dumbo in a while, you should watch that again. Yeah. But well. there, so Disney's not clean by any means in terms of that kind of thing. No, um, but. But yeah, but yeah. No, I understand. So I yes, understand Ariel the from Ariel. The Little Mermaid is literally one of the most appalling characters I can think now, of. Now, if they stuck to the original story, of The Little Mermaid, we might have had something. Not in terms of like where she you know, turns into foam. When she, but yeah, when she stabs herself and she oh, turns yeah. into foam. Yeah, but isn't but that, that's like isn't very that, me though? Isn't that worse though? Wasn't she because the man didn't love her back, right? Well, wasn't no, that because the, the sea witch transformed. And like he slept with her or something. I'm totally messing I this think up. You, I think you literally just made that up. But no, yeah, but, so but yeah, I, I understand. Back back to the thing. So those are two characters that we like and we dislike. And yeah, yeah. let us know which which characters you would have said, female characters you would have said uh, you would have liked or disliked. Yeah, um, and maybe we can talk about it for the next podcast if this is something interesting to you guys. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very very near, strong opinions. Yeah, about it's it. a topic that's near and dear to our hearts because yeah. you know, as you kind of said, you didn't, you felt like you didn't really have. I didn't have one, and I, you know what? To... And the thing is, is like growing up, that wasn't something I felt I needed until I saw Ripley. Interesting. Like for me, I was like, I because I was one of the guys as a little girl. I really was. I didn't want to be a little girl. I wanted to be a little guy. I wanted to be with the little guys. You know, like mm-hmm. I like Goku was like an I like an idol of mine. Right. Like, I loved um, Russell Crowe from Gladiator. Like, those were people I was like... Are you serious? Yeah, I had a poster of Russell Crowe from Gladiator in my room. And not because I not because I thought he was hot or anything. Because I was like, you I will be Russell Crowe Gladi- from Gladiator. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know I had a poster of Russell Crowe in my bedroom. I had up. a poster of... What did I have a poster of? I Cody named Cambria. Cody and Cambria. And Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Oh, man. Evanescence. Evanescence. Amy Lee. Amy Lee. Amy Lee is my ultimate. Yep. Amy Lee is my ultimate. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Cody and Cambria. Cody and Cambria. What else did you... You still have the posters in your bedroom. I made my own posters. I didn't buy posters. I made my own. On Microsoft Word, baby. I'm snapping for you. All right. We should move on. (laughs) Last question. Obviously, near and dear to our hearts is, you know, the portrayal of women. And we hope through what we do... We can, and it's not even women though. Like it is women, but like also um, relationships. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the portrayal of relationships is super important in media, film, and television. Yeah, no, it's like I think accurate portrayal of how ac- relationships actually are. Yeah, and not this like over dramatized thing because like kids watch that and they're like, so this is what relationships are, and then they do that thing, and then it's horrible. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I had a very, like, kind of, I was kind of sheltered in terms of, like, media and stuff. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch PG-13 yeah, I, I forgot. And... I forgot you lived under a rock. <laughs> I'm, you literally well, lived under a, a, partially, in a cave Partially, a you know, like, it's partially, you know, like, parents tell, you know, allowing and not allowing certain things. But also, like, I was just under my own rock. I was just in my own head. I would rather be in my imaginative yeah. world than in the real world. Yeah. So... I contributed to that rock. Yeah. The, the I, second I, I rock understand. on top of the I, other I, rock. I, I get it. Um, All right, final question. 
Final question. So this is actually a really technical question. Oh, right. Yeah, so we're going out with a bang, you could say. Um, <laughs> it is a long, that is a, that is a thick so, sheet of paper, I see. So the question is, name the most difficult thing to fix on a model to make, to make it printable. The most difficult thing to fix to make it printable. Yes. Okay. Um, the most difficult thing to fix... <laughs> I don't know if this is like a fixing question, but let's say you made something and it's too thick. Making like it thinner? Like it's consuming more material than you want it to. Making it thinner is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Because you essentially have to isolate it, some isolate the, the top surface and then delete the inner surface and then you can re you can give it a different thickness but that is a hard thing to do that's but so maybe true. not even a, no but then i think about it and i'm like that there's actually not a terrible solution to that but it depends on it depends on the software it depends on the software. it really does it also depends on the model like if you have like a hard also if you have like a model. geometric yeah you know situation yeah and it's less, you know, organic. Yeah. It's a lot easier to also, do. Also, another thing I would say, and this, again, isn't, like, fixing. This is, like, when you're making alterations. It's really difficult to take a very low poly, very low poly polygon object and add detail and make it high poly. Hmm. That is not an easy... You can't just subdivide it with, like, a filter on it to smooth out the geometry. Right. It doesn't really work that way. Right. Like, the detail that's in it isn't... Is gonna stay right. there you're not gonna well, be able to add detail in that way right and to oppose that i would say even like decimating the other extreme reducing, reducing i see i think geometry. that's easy well just it depends because sometimes it crunches everything off it depends it depends on the software you're using yeah um, so so yeah i think it's hard to extremes. it's hard to make things thinner it's easier to make things thicker it's hard to remove it's hard to re like remove stuff it's easier to add it yeah in 3d software in my opinion interesting um, so yeah what else anything else um i think that's all i got really saying, uh depending on the software too floating geometry like if you have a scan if you have scan geometry like if you have scan data or something yeah i can see that that can yeah. be a hard thing um like in zbrush it's kind of hard sometimes because yeah. as you rotate it the planes disappear yeah um but netfab can normally fix something like that um i would say for me, I, I guess this is more of a me thing, like exporting something, like not exporting, um, thinking about the scale Yeah. when you're making it. So like if yeah. you're making like a little like octopus with tentacles, yeah. you have to make sure that they're going to be thick enough. To print. Yeah. yeah. And you have to yeah, make sure, you have to, you have to be really, like being it. aware of your tolerances <laughs> as you build them. Yeah. And that can be, that can be difficult. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Especially if you're outsourcing it and you have, you know, specific guide guidelines and tolerances. Um, absolutely. I think that could be a really <coughs> difficult thing as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. So. Cool. Yeah. That's how I feel. All right, guys. Well, that was, we answered all our questions. Yeah. The hat yeah, is empty. Yeah. The hat is empty. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, for those of you who are still with us. Yes. Um, Obviously, we have some strong opinions on the portrayal of women in the media. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. 
Um, but yeah, check us out. Check um, thelazygirlstudio.com, our blog, which has basically what we're ba- all the stuff we're working on right now, including our cosplays Yay. for New York Comic Con 2017. Um, all these podcasts you can find up there. All of our old podcasts are up there too. Um, and you then don't have you to can, listen to those. Some yeah, of them aren't. Eh, you know, no, I'm, I, kidding. I think, I'm kidding. I think they're good. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're okay. We get the job done. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, um, also check our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the Laser Girls, and uh, you know, hell, like, chat us up if you have any questions. You want us to answer any more questions on this podcast? We can. If you have any more technical questions about 3D modeling, we can answer them on the podcast. Yes, as I um, mentioned in the last podcast. I keep asking for questions and no one gives us questions. Yeah. Give us questions to so answer. Please. And they can be is they can be the dumbest questions that you can think of. Well, there's no such thing as a dumb question. There, so there are plenty if, of stupid answers out there though, let me tell you. If but, you uh, think it's a dumb question, don't think it's a dumb question and submit it anyway. Yeah, it's probably fine. not dumb. Yeah. Okay. Agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> on that note, what uh, is life? Don't ask us oh what my is God. life. Don't do that. Let's stop over our head. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Have a great day. All right. Goodbye. Hashtag go laser. Yes.